and welcome to PCTY Talks. I'm your host, Sherry Simpson. During our time together, we'll stay close to the news and info you need to succeed as an HR pro. And together, we'll explore topics around HR thought leadership, compliance, and real life HR situations we face every day. On today's episode, I've asked Katie Brown, our benefits manager here at Paylocity, to join me around really diving into inclusive benefit offerings. So Katie, thanks for jumping on with me. Yeah, thanks, Sherry. Happy to be here. So let's start with sharing a little bit about your background in the benefit space. Tell me a little bit about your journey. Yeah. So I started um, kind of on the benefit admin side, um, and I've since then transitioned into more of the benefits manager role where I'm focusing more on plan design and benefit offerings across the organization. And I've been in this space for about the past six years. I love that you have kind of this um, varying degree of working with benefits because I think it's really important. So as we think about this topic, let's just start with the basics. Why do we need to think about inclusive benefit offerings? I think it's important given that we live in a diverse world. It's very important to look across your organization and find the different needs of your employees and really focus on cultivating a workplace where they feel safe and respected, which in turn will ultimately lead to engagement, which um, impacts higher productivity and ultimately hold um, impacts things like retention and profit. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, as you've thought about this topic, what are just like the base standard benefits we need to consider? Yeah, that's a loaded question, I think. Um, as we've kind of grown in the benefit space, I think we've realized that one size does not fit all. As these organizations continue to become more diverse, it's really important to focus on your employees' needs. And in today's world, wellness has become a huge topic and has been a main focus for a lot of organizations. And it can look different for every organization. So mental health, financial health, and even emotional support. So employee assistance programs have become a huge topic. Things like on-site fitness centers have become relevant in today's world, even healthy snacks within a workplace. But then given the adjustment of COVID, I mean, family planning has become a huge topic, whether that's um, offering childcare, flexible scheduling, modified work days, um, and same with things like parental leave. But then I also do think it's important to really analyze your medical benefits. I mean, you need to ensure that you're offering coverage for things such as infertility or transgender services. And from there, I mean, I think employers can really make a mark by offering these comprehensive coverages across the organization for every employee. I like that you touched on a couple different things. And I wonder, how does that affect things like our drug coverage? Or is there other things we need to dive into specifically with some of those populations you mentioned when it comes to things being covered? Absolutely. I mean, a topic like infertility is a very complex. There's so many different drugs. There's so many different treatments. You really need to analyze your benefits across that topic to make sure that things like lab services are covered. And even if you're going to go um, and analyze your transgender services, I mean, there's hormone therapy, there's various drugs, there's various surgeries, procedures. So it's very complex. So you really want to ensure that your benefits are hitting that broad range of services, whether it's procedures or pharmaceutical services. Beyond those, what more progressive benefits should we look at? Yeah. And I mean, I know I keep saying it, but every employee is unique and has their own needs. So I don't think there's one progressive benefit that will completely change your organization. You need to have this wide range of benefits. Like I said, in today's world, maybe flexible scheduling will really hit the mark for your employees. 
It could be offering family support plan, childcare, or even family planning services. I mean, here at Paylocity, we have partnered with Ovio, which is a family planning resource. Um, it might not benefit all employees, but it's definitely a great offer. So I think it's just really important to you know focus in on your organization and your employees to see which benefits will truly make the difference for them. Do you recommend serving employees for their thoughts when it comes to benefits? And the reason I ask that is because we spend a lot of time in the HR space, you know, doing due diligence, reading data, trying to make the best decisions for our employees. And sometimes we miss the mark because we don't ask them. What's your recommendation when it comes to benefits? Because sometimes I think that could open potentially a can of worms. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, It's kind of a double-edged sword. I think it's a great resource. I mean, that's how you're truly going to find out what your employees are looking for. I do think you need to be aware of the outcomes. If you are going to take the time to listen to your employees' concerns and explore those options that they bring up, you do need to be ready to adapt to those suggestions and really take action on that feedback. Because if you don't, the employees are just not going to feel heard, which is kind of eliminating all that we're going for here. Have you ever surveyed employees and were surprised by the outcome or what they wanted compared to what you thought they wanted? Absolutely. Um, And I mean, I think with COVID, it's pretty relevant. I mean, we think our employees need one thing, but really at the end of the day, maybe all they need is to take an hour off in the middle of the day in addition to a lunch break and work an hour later. Like it could be very simple things that are very feasible and really no cost to you, um, but you're just not aware what's going on in everyone's day-to-day lives. So. I think when you really take the time to listen to them, you might be surprised by what they are really looking for. I'm amazed at all the data that is continuing to surface about what um, younger generations want and the things that are important to them. And it seems like compensation always is going to be important, but it, it seems to not be the top of the list anymore, especially coming out of COVID. And I, and I know that we um, are still talking about it. You know, I think we will be for at least another year as far as the impacts of um, the digital transformation we've experienced and um, the push to more flexible benefits and a hybrid workforce. If you're an organization and you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I'm not really sure if my population wants this. Um, what is some of the downside if an organization doesn't start to think about inclusive benefits? Yeah, I mean, and I sound like a broken record in today's day and age, given everything that COVID has done to the workforce, inclusive benefit offerings are really going to help you attract, engage, and retain these employees. If an organization doesn't take the time to focus on these benefit offerings, it can really create a disconnect within your culture and it can ultimately undermine the performance of your employees. I mean, it's a pretty relevant topic. People are talking about it. Your employees are aware of what other companies are offering. So, I think if they see that their employer isn't willing to put that effort out there and provide them these wide range of benefits, it really could impact their determination and their engagement across the organization. You mentioned that employees are looking at other companies' benefits. That is such an important point that I don't want to pass over because I think as we've been talking about the war on talent, you know, there is potentially a mass exodus coming and Um, a lot of attrition in organizations. And I think benefits, this is something definitely to get ahead of. Uh, You know, employees and candidates are going to be looking for more flexibility. They're going to be looking for different perks than you've ever used before. You know, the the old adage of like, oh, our office has got like this really great layout and really great snacks. 
probably isn't going to be what attracts people anymore. Um, so I'm glad that, that you've said that because I think it's important for us to keep that in mind. You know, if you have in your organization, employee resource groups, ERGs, or um, DEI leaders or DEI initiatives, how do you partner with those leaders and groups in selecting, you know, benefits that are more inclusive? I think it's very important to tap into those groups because, as you mentioned, most organizations have them and they do have a very unique perspective on what's going on in the organization. And they're into it. They're dealing with the day-to-day. They're hearing from employees. So they're really getting true candid feedback that you might not receive or hear, especially if you're not talking your employee base to seeing what they really want. So I think partnering with these ERGs and DE&I leaders across the organization will really help foster these conversations and ultimately dig down to what your employees are truly looking for and what's really going to help them stay happy in their current role or at their current organization and not look outside those walls. So Katie, in your experience, there's a plethora, obviously, of different kinds of benefits. What are some of the ones that you've seen or we've implemented here at Paylocity that um, you think definitely hit the mark with different types of populations and have really taken that lens of how do I provide benefits that's one size fits one and not one size fits all? Yeah, so that's a great question. I mean, and I think this leads us back to our conversation of almost finding out what your employees need. And sometimes it's not at a high cost at all. So we partnered with Blue Cross Blue Shield and implemented their health advocacy solutions. Um, And so what this is, is not only is this like a direct customer service line for our employees to contact Blue Cross Blue Shield if they have questions on medical bills, anything like that, but it also gives us access to various benefits that we probably wouldn't take the time to implement outside of our day-to-day with Blue Cross. So one example is Naturally Slim. So Naturally Slim is a program which really assists employees with um, understanding how to lose weight, eat healthy, and make those right decisions for you. Granted, that might not be everyone's interest, but then we also offer Ovia Health, which I mentioned earlier, which is maternity and family apps to support you through really the entire journey of parenthood. But on top of that, there's Hinge Health, which is a pain management tool that helps with back issues, hip issues, and allows employees to find ways to alleviate pain. So I think there's options out there that employers can find that isn't really going to break the bank, but you could really hit home with your employees because it offers a variety of resources that they may not find elsewhere. One of the benefits that we have that I think is really unique, and I'm sure other organizations have it, I just hadn't heard of it, um, is Milk Stork. You know, it's a benefit we provide for um, those that travel and are nursing, and it gives them the ability to pack their um, breast milk and send it home. I I love that. It's it's such a unique benefit and so low cost. And it's those kinds of things that I think are important to think about. Um, you know, not the most glamorous question, but I think a good way to wrap it up is, you know, how do you go down this road when you're talking to your broker about your population and, and having more inclusive benefit offerings? Yeah, I think it's important to realize that's what they're there for. They're there to help you offer an inclusive benefit package. So they're well aware of these benefits out there. It's just whether or not you're advising that you guys are interested in some of these offerings. So I guarantee if you say inclusive benefit offerings to your broker, they're going to give you a wealth of resources that can truly take your benefit package to the next level. But they might not bring it all to you at once because it can be a little overwhelming. But I think if you maybe take the time, listen to your employees, 
Um, dig in your ERGs and your DEI leaders, see what the feedback they're getting, gathering that feedback, present it to your broker, and you will be amazed at the resources that are out there for you and your organization that will really take it to the next level. Thanks for such great advice. You know, I, I continue to want to challenge our listeners to push the envelope when it comes to inclusivity overall. And benefits is just one more area for you to consider. Um, and think through all those populations. If you have ERGs, I really recommend you lean into it. You know, we didn't touch base on things like veterans benefits um, and other types of uh, populations that might need special services. So definitely look into that. Surveys is a great way to get those details from your population. So Katie, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. This podcast is brought to you by Paylocity, a leading HCM provider that frees you from the tasks of today so you can focus more on the promise of tomorrow. If you'd like to submit a topic or appear as a guest on a future episode, email us at pctytalks at paylocity.com.